Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show. Fellow Dragon Slayers, welcome to the Catholic Man Show. Adam Minahan here, sitting in studio with Dave, best friend Dave. Yo! Best friend Juan on the buttons. We got Jim in here, uh, making sure that no one breaks in. Hopefully, hopefully. Are you sure? He's Jim? he's even got his black security hat on today. Yeah, so it so has it says Catholic Man Show on it. More and more official as the day goes by. Man, Dave, I am so glad to be just recording with like just to hang out for a little bit. It has been a crazy week. Tell me, bro. Oh crazy. My gosh, I am spilling. I was trying to do a distance pour, and it didn't and work. And it w actually it worked until the dismount. Mm. You know what? This has got me before. One time, I was trying to balance my sister's violin on my nose. Yeah, and I did successfully. This that this is another good example of when the dismount got me. Gotcha. Because I can balance things on my nose. Violins are expensive too. Did you break it? I did. Ooh. <laughs> yep. As as a parent, it's a real bummer. My, I would. I would. <laughs> yes. My mom was, shall we say, furious with me. I think yeah. furious would be <laughs> probably appropriate. Yes, I had to fix it. Man, that would be... It was able to be fixed, but... Good. All the same. Yeah, man, this has been a, this has been a crazy week, though. Uh, one, I had to get my... Redo a fence. You know, I had to build a fence, um, which is... By yourself... Building a fence by yourself is not easy. I know. I have done that. Uh, be, you know, because you have to, like... Once you... Especially once you hold up the gate, you have to, like... Get something to where you can prop the the gate up to hold it to where you can still right. bolt it yes, in. Yes, exactly. And that like, becomes the issue. It's just like having to hold something and screw it or or drill it. You know, like yeah, it's getting tight. You just need two people need to two build people. the fence. Right. So, we, so I I was working specifically on specifically the gate, like you mentioned. But you the know, gate, the gate is the yeah. But you know what was awesome? My boy, I got my boys to uh, do the ceiling, uh, the the sealant to seal the fence. Okay. Um, while I was putting it on, so like they were able to work and stain and like seal the staining sort stain, of yeah, but so seal, like, yeah, they're sealing it so yeah. that way it, it lasts longer. So they were sitting there putting on the um, kind of like a, it's almost like an epoxy um, and, and putting it on there while I was putting the fence up. So it was really cool to kind of bond with them. In fact, we had some really good conversations about their favorite saints, and yeah, they had nice. questions about like you know our our, pa our family patron saint is Saint Gerard, uh, and they were. They they've always known that, and they knew they know that that's who we pray to every night. And and Luke goes, Dad, why is why is our patron saint Saint Gerard? And it occurred to me, I never told them that, uh, you know, 
when when mom and I got married, right. our they said that we weren't going to be able to have kids, and so that's why we your very existence, son. Yeah, is exactly. The reason. So, anyway, that and then, man, it was rough. Our our family we had a, our family dog passed away last night, which is mm -hmm. like she's fourteen, so she's an older dog, but still, it was tough. It's tough. It's tough. It, we we did a good job by making. You didn't tell Jim this. He's about. I didn't tell. Yeah, Riley Riley died last night. It was really tough. It was it it was tough to. You're gonna make our bodyguard start crying. Well, I know it was. It was it was really tough, man. It was it was not easy. You know, we, we prepped the kids. I talked to you about this before. Like, we yeah. prepped the kids. Which is good. Which is a good thing. And that you knew it was coming, so you could even do that, because you don't always know. Right. But, man, it was it was tough. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so, to Riley. Well, cheers to Riley tonight. Cheers. cheers. To a good dog. To a good dog who is loyal and kind. And she was an awesome dog. She was so she was so great. Like she was kind, depending on who you were. <laughs> exactly. Well, that, that's right. She was a perfect dog. Yeah. Uh, she did so many cool tricks too. Anyway, what what are we drinking tonight, Dave? So tonight we're drinking Amroot. Uh, we've had Amroot Fusion on mm -hmm. the show before, and we really like Amroot Fusion. In fact, no, it's not back. No, there, okay. But... We used to have it kind of in the background. Um, which which was a uh, Oloroso finish so it was a peated whiskey combined with the oloroso finish right and it's a it's a scotch that they make in india yeah so it's not it's not it's a, it's a single malt well is what okay it's so on the not... back of this it says made from the finest imported scotch bar oh, scotch barley, barley right. scotch barley okay mm -hmm. i see yeah so but they make it like a scotch mm -hmm. but it's made in india mm -hmm. and um it's kind of hard to find Ironically, especially if you're in India, a buddy of ours went to, he happened to be in India in mm -hmm. the place where they make it. And so he, he thought, oh, great, I'm going to be able to get some of this. Couldn't find any. But then he found some in the airport on the way home. Because they export all of it. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the market for scotch there is not very low. big in India. So um, the fusion is like the kind of the one that we had been able to find in the past. Uh, but... You and I both found another Amroot, like the same week, mm -hmm. um, and I almost bought this one too. And I, Luckily you I, I texted me. you first, yeah. Right. Um, so this is their peated, uh, their peated Scotch. Well, it's not a, it's a single malt whiskeys, but um, what are your thoughts? So tell on me, the tell me. So on the nose, you, you you catch the peat, but as soon as as soon as on the palate. It's a very almost molasses, caramel sugar uh, sweetness that then gets overrun by the peat at the end with a with a like pepper, yeah. a, a black pepper taste uh, at the end with a subtle. long finish. It's a subtle black pepper with a long finish. Yeah, that is that just is, really nice. That is that is how I those don't are the remember notes that I would get. How much it was like seventy bucks? Yeah, sixty I think sixty five. I think it was sixty five. Yeah, so. That's uh, especially in the world of that we live in today, mm -hmm. where we've got tariffs on on scotch, scotch right? Which is what, a, what are your tasting a notes? Tragedy. Um, stand by. I mean, I I think at the very beginning there is this like sweetness that. Yeah. So I I'm getting some orange. Like kind of an an not citrus. Okay. Like but an more like an peel? orange orange candy. Oh, okay. Like orange flavor. That like you know how that has a sweet. On the palate or on the nose? On the palate, right okay. away. Okay. 
So that's the sweetness to me. It's a little bit of orange sweetness. You know, like those oranges that have the sugar, like this orange candy. They got the sugar all mm, over them that mm -hmm. you know that are just delicious. That your grandma normally yeah, gives yeah. you yeah, during exactly. Halloween, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, that kind of orange, sweet. That's what I'm getting hmm. right away. That is, a, I don't know if anybody has ever described a scotch with a orange slice gummy. But, You're welcome. But hey, here we are. This is why you tune into the Catholic Man Show. Here we are, right here. So, Adam, I have to tell you. Okay. Uh, Gary Sticka, he sent me a text message. He's a buddy buddy of ours. He mm -hmm. sent me a message um today he said hey i don't have twitter but i want a sticker and i had to tell him gary i'm ashamed to tell you that i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> and so uh he's like well maybe you should check out your twitter account and i was like maybe i should <laughs> is this i'm i'm looking at some coasters over here is this no, those are stickers those are stickers uh -huh. is this is, are these are the some, stickers yes. he's been referring to yes we're, we're running we ran a sticker campaign. can you talk about these stickers sure uh we ran a sticker campaign on our twitter account uh this one is uh it's really awesome father salinas casey and it says thank god ahead of time this is kind of one of his one i think uh, if you hold sayings they'll be blurry yeah it'll be blurry but um you it was try. a it was a it's over here right now a drawing that we had done we had commissioned we're actually going to make it a t-shirt as well so it we're really excited about them they're, they're pretty sweet but we're going to be running a father's day giveaway here pretty soon so make sure you, you uh check out our, our website the catholic mansion we have a lot of sweet giveaways See, that we're going to be doing um so make sure you you get you check that out the catholic show.com but yeah, we have we're, we're giving away stickers. Just follow us on, on our social media that. pages because we, we we continue to do giveaways. So that's what that's what we were talking about. Yeah, stickers. Solanus Casey. Yeah, Father Solanus. He's blessed, actually. Blessed Solanus Casey. Yeah. With the red glasses, of mm -hmm. course. Yeah. Of course. So your wife has not uh, given birth yet. She's not in labor that we know of. No. Uh, yesterday, she's she looks at me and she's like, I feel kind of. She's like holding her belly and she's like, I feel kind of like maybe crampy like i'm having some cramps or i just feel kind of funny and i was like do i need to stop drinking like she's like well why would you need to stop drinking and i was like i love you but uh like if you're gonna have a baby i want to be on my a game you know right. yeah like i mean i was you know we were grilling and stuff but then it was to false alarm nothing okay nothing but we are inside two weeks right from the due date so it could be like if i have to leave that would make an awesome show for you if just I me? just like bolted, Bailed. like one fill in. Oh, Juan would <laughs> just yeah. See, you guys would. That would be something Juan, you guys both would do. Take over for me, and I, I get get across the street, and Juan's right behind me. He's like, "No, I'm coming with you. I'm right. I'm bailing on you guys." So Juan is I'm the kind of guy here. that, like, when your wife is having a baby, you have to like come up with a plan to like keep him out. Yeah, like because he might he come would. in in the middle. Mm -hmm. like a baby being born Juan is that committed to life ladies and gentlemen that's right He's uh, so hey uh, we're hopefully going to be having Father Donald Calloway on the show today today tonight like this episode right we are we're hopefully it has been arranged. talking about uh, Father uh, with Father Calloway on St. Joseph and yes. we have some really interesting questions that I've not heard him uh, at, or answer on other interviews so I really hope that he joins us yeah yeah we're going to maybe have a little debate on some of the stuff he has in his book. Which, which will be fun. Which is, a, it'll be friendly because ultimately I agree with him, but I want to talk to him about some of the struggles I had while reading it. Yeah. The consecration to St. Joseph was, 
yes. by the way, what we're referencing, which will be our man gear. So hang in there. We'll talk. We'll we'll jump into it here in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. I'll see you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Miyamo David. I'm here with Adam Minahan, Juan Posada, and Jim Spencer. We try to speak Spanish on the show, you know, just as much as we can. That's about as much as I can, right there. But, I mean, you basically. You're but basically I nailed there. it. Yeah. I nailed it. You did do a really good job. That was spectacular. I mean, the pronunciation, the delivery. It's actually uh, muy fantastico. Yeah. I mean, so. Well, yeah, well done. Yeah, that's one. That's a great way to say it, yeah. actually. Yeah. W- when I think about it more. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about Saint Joseph today. Pumped. You have consecrated yourself to Saint Joseph. Yes, sir. I have consecrated myself to Saint Joseph. Juan has consecrated himself to Saint Joseph. And Jim, Jim is, is on his Jim. way. My and, and Joseph is your patron saint. Nice. 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 Have you started the Have you started the book yet? Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's well, starting the book soon. You know, like uh, there's in the you know like suggested days to start, sort of like the consecration of Mary, uh, mm-hmm. so that you end the consecration on a Joseph on a Josephine. Joseph, yeah, Josephine. Josephine. Kind of makes it sound feminine day. if yeah. you say Josephine. Josephite, though, is like yeah, the married like that would be like a person. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag Josephite, I think, is like one of the funniest hashtags to just throw in, like. <laughs> At weird moments. Anyway, just just, yeah. just just giving that to you guys. Yeah, but but you can use but it. But you did you did it. So we've done the consecration. Phenomenal. Yes, it had, it is. Blue totally blew my mind. Me like too. all of the stuff about Saint Joseph and how awesome he is. And just uh so the man gear today is the book. The mm-hmm. book that we're talking about today, the consecration to Saint Joseph by Father Donald Calloway. Mm-hmm. Um we will hopefully have him on. You know, and it's like there's a whole book about him and all of this stuff. And, it's, you know, you, part of me wonders. In fact, I, I, I did say I wondered this out loud throughout many times the book. Like, how do we know this? And then because one thing that Father Calloway does in this book is he will assert something about St. Joseph. Like St. Joseph loved his wife more than any man has ever loved a woman. Right. And it was like I found myself saying like anyone could even know that napoleon <laughs> okay right several times and because he, he would just like assert it uh-huh. and not even back it up and just carry on like he didn't just assert something huge without any evidence mm-hmm. and so i would be brewing on it and then like the next in like a page later he would go wham here's the proof right and here's a quote from like somebody huge mm-hmm. uh the, like it, it's very well quoted. I had no idea. Um, like, All the references that he's so able many to references. Pull. Yeah. Also, uh, Saint Julian Amard mm-hmm. um, in the 1800s. Is that when he was? So I I did an axe retreat. I don't know if you have you know like if you have axe retreats where you guys are, but uh, we have axe. Um, it's a mm-hmm. like a parish. It's sort of like a curcio at the parish parish level. Mm-hmm. So I went on a retreat, and St. Julian Amard was the patron saint of the retreat I went on. And ever since then, I've been seeing him all over the place. Um, he was in, because he's in this book, a bunch. Yes. 
And then, like just yesterday, I was uh, Pamela was playing this YouTube video by one of the Sisters of Charity, and they're talking all about St. Peter Julian Amart. He's like, I've been running into him. It's like, is he becoming popular? I don't know. I hope so. I Maybe mean, he's, he's wanting to be a part of your life more. I think so. He already is a part of my life more because I had no idea who he was until I went on this act retreat. Anyway, he's a big dude uh, in Saint for St. Joseph. Huge mm -hmm. St. Joseph dude. But this book... I really like the way he lays it out because he walks through the litany of to St. Joseph. Mm -hmm. So each day there's 33 days mm -hmm. um, for the consecration. And each day is talking about another aspect of the litany. You know, like Joseph most just, uh, Joseph most prudent, Joseph most, most, most strong. Right, exactly. Uh, terror of demons. Uh, the glory of the domestic church. Yeah. Or domestic life, or, the glory well, of domestic life, yeah. It depends on the translation. I, I've seen some that say uh, glory of domestic life, home life, or the domestic church. Which yeah. I, I love that. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Glory of home life. It's like awesome. Yeah, because he spent his life at home. One of the things that really... like Actually, most people did back then, but... Right. One of the things that really stood out to me that I kind of forgot about, I remember when I was younger, my, my grandparents telling me about you know making sure to pray for a happy death. Uh, making sure to ask for a happy death and, and, and asking for that grace. And uh, that's something that I feel like has gone away in today's culture of, of remembering to pray for a happy death. And what does that mean? It made me start thinking about it. And I thought, man, what it, what a grace it is yeah. to know, uh, to, to have the opportunity to receive the sacraments before you, pass, before you die, mm -hmm. uh, to be able to maybe get the apostolic pardon before you die. I mean, these are, these are graces that, Right. Are, are some of the biggest graces that you can receive in your lifetime. And, and your last opportunity. I know I've, that's really how I feel. I, I think that long-term illness, however long-term that may be, is the most uh, blessed way to die. Um, because you have the opportunity, this incredible opportunity to prepare for your death. Mm -hmm. There is much suffering in this type of death a lot of suffering mm -hmm. but how little does that suffering compare with the opportunity to prepare for your death to know i'm getting closer i'm getting closer and even like at the end i will probably die in the next 48 hours mm -hmm. you know and to just make sure that that 48 hours is filled with the sacraments right. you know, what an what bigger what what else is more important than that Right. You know, like I would take all of the suffering that there is if I had that opportunity. I remember when my grandfather passed away, I was I was looking and I was just, you know, when there's pivotal moments in your life and you just like try to like take a snapshot of like what's going on so you can remember it, you know, because when big things happen in your life, it's hard to remember exactly what's going on, how you feel like yeah. some of the details get blurry. And so I remember just like sitting there thinking and he had a strong devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and St. Joseph and our Blessed Mother. And I remember just thinking, like, here's my grandfather who is who is suffering, but he has received all the sacraments. He's received the apostolic pardon. He has his family around him who is praying the rosary, you know, before he passes away. And like, what a grace-filled moment it was, and what a yeah. what what an opportunity not only to for, for obviously for him, but for his family to see the the patriarch of the family suffer well and die in the state of grace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just so moving that I, that was like one of those things that, that connected the dots while I was reading this book. I realized, yes, that is something that I, I fail to do a lot is, is to make sure to pray for a happy death. 
Yeah, the apostolic pardon is like the nuclear bomb of of grace. I mean, it's like outside of the Eucharist. Well, right. Yeah, but yeah, of course. Right. I knew you weren't gonna. Of course, Adam. Right. Duh. I mean, Mary's the best, and then Mary. Right. Like, yeah. which? Who's your favorite saint aside from Mary? What's your favorite book except for the except Bible? Except for the Bible. Bible. If you could right. go back in time and spend time with one person, who would it be? Except for Jesus and Mary. Right. So anyway, but today we're talking about St. Joseph. And one of the things that St. Joseph has in common with Our Lady is parental a parental office over Christ. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the one of the reasons why um, Joseph is such a powerful intercessor. Because just like Our Lady, who our who Christ never refuses anything that she asks for. One of the reasons is because he is obedient. He obeys the commandment, be obedient to your father and mother. Right. Okay. She's his mother. Well, Joseph too holds the office of fatherhood right. over Christ, the second person of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. He's obviously not the father of the Holy Spirit or God the Father, but neither is Mary the mother of God the Holy Spirit or God the Father. She is Mary of Jesus, the Son. So, um, I feel like after having read this book that Joseph is just so uh, underrated, like huge. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, um, Joseph, the church actually proclaims that he has his own level of um, Wor- worship. Well, yeah, you call I mean, it, call it worship. Protodulia. Yeah, it's protodulia. So we have dulia for the saints. We have latria, which only is the worship that belongs to God, God alone. Um, but then we have hyperdulia for Mary, which, because, is, which is like reverence. You know, I mean, all, like outside of yeah, uh, exactly. Latria, everything else is is, is re- re- yeah, reverence. reverence, right? But then Joseph receives his own title as well of protodulia, which means like first honor mm-hmm. um, or proto, right? Proto first, you know. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, the church already says, yes, Joseph is not just another saint. Mm-hmm. He does stand above all the other saints except for Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, we need to have him in our lives. One of the things that uh, Father Calloway really drives home in the book is that St. Joseph has a spiritual fatherhood for all of us. And in, in, in a way, in a similar way that Mary is the mother of us all, mm-hmm. Joseph is, the, is a spiritual father to all of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, he's not God the Father, obviously. Right. Right. And so that's it's a little bit different because there is no God the Mother. So Mary kind of takes the role of motherhood. She kind of has she's the only one in that space, so mm-hmm. to speak, you know. But um Saint Joseph has a real fatherhood over us spiritually. Um and I think especially for us as men, we have to get to know this saint because um, you know, he is uh, the one who can teach us what it means to be a man apart from Christ better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this old, I know I've mentioned this on the show, those old bracelets, WWJD bracelets. I hate those things because like, what would Jesus do? I don't know. Like probably like raise someone from the dead or like die on the cross for everybody. I can't do those, but I, I can do what the saints have done. Joseph is a man, just like a regular dude. Well, I mean, no. he rose to greatness. But right. 
Anyway, Which we're all called to. We can imitate Saint Joseph. Yes, and so we're going to talk with Father Callaway when we get right when we when we're right back, talking about consecration to Saint Joseph. Get the book. Get the book. We'll be right back. He's here. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sitting here with David Niles, and I want to give everybody who's listening right now a big thank you. Before the show, we ask you guys to pray that the equipment works well, that Father Callaway is able to make it. And lo and behold, we do have Father Donald Callaway with us. Father, it is so great to see you again. Um, thanks for hanging out with us this evening. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's awesome to be with you, man. So about, I think it was probably a couple years ago, I had the opportunity to interview you on the Champions of the Rosary. Uh, yep. And you can still find that on our on our website and things like that. It was a great interview, awesome book, loved it. Um, and when I had a chance to talk with you, was it the Wichita Family Conference that I that that you were yeah, with? I think yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember y the book hadn't come out yet, and you were and you told me, Adam, this book is going to be even better than the Champions of the Rosary. It is going to be have more impact than even the Champions of the Rosary. Rosary. And I, I remember thinking, Father, come on, man. Like, how could that possibly be? And yeah. lo and behold, it has. Uh, it has been amazing. It's been it's caught on fire. Everybody seems to be. Everybody I talk to seems to know about it. Either have a copy, mm -hmm. already consecrated themselves, or in the process of it. So congrats on 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 this. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So let me ask you this: What made you like? What was the inside that said I need to I need to bring Saint Joseph to everybody? Like, what was it that that really made you want to take a deep dive into Saint Joseph? Well, I think just the crisis that we're going through that seems to be different than in the past. You know, in the past, we've had crises when it comes to false teachings. So we have that stuff today for sure. But we've got today what I call an anthropological crisis. We've got people confused about what is marriage? What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? we got gender ideology. People are thinking all kinds of crazy ideas today. So I thought, you know, we need a loving father, a good father to restore order to our chaotic, broken, messed up house right now. And what better man than the head of the Holy Family to uh, to bring some order to our situation? Yeah. Um, so, Father, we were talking about your book a little bit. We kind of gave an overview of it in our last segment. Um, huh. And so I know you've done a lot. Of, you know, I listen to Catholic Radio a lot and you've done a lot of interviews just talking about the book. But I wanted to get the opportunity to ask you some of the questions that I wanted to ask you while I was reading the book. Um, yeah. Because you make a lot of bold claims about St. Joseph okay. in this book. And I came to really appreciate them all because I don't know if it's your writing style or if you did it on purpose, but you would throw out this thing like about St. Joseph and it would be kind of like a, wow, that's a bold statement. And you wouldn't even prove it. You would just kind of throw it and move on as if like, Yep, that's just the way it is. And so I would be sitting there reading, going like, what? You, you're just not even, what? And then, then like a page or two later, you would have all of these quotes from saints referring to the very thing that I was sitting there stewing over. And it was like, oh, okay, you got me again. You know, like how many times is he going to do this to me in this book? But um, the one that I got hung up on the most that I really wanted to get to talk to you is about is the idea of when it says, uh, Joseph was going to leave Mary or, you know, in, you, 
some Bible translations say divorce her, which you talk about in the book right. as well. Um, and I grew up just kind of reading the narrative thinking, oh, yeah, well, he was going to divorce her because he thought she had been unfaithful to him. You know, Joseph's not right. a, a fool. He knows where babies come from. Um, and she <laughs> and she's pregnant. So, you know, he's going to do the kind thing and do it quietly because he could have her stoned, you know. Uh -huh. um, but then you talk about this idea of the reverence theory. Can you just tell us briefly what the reverence theory is as opposed to the yeah. other one? Yeah, so there's there's actually three theories throughout Christianity that have been there from the beginning. And the emphasis is theory, right? Um, and you have saints who hold to either one. And, and so that's why we've had different translations throughout history. Some translate this Greek word apoluo to say divorce. And it can be translated in, in, as divorce. The context determines it. But it can also be translated as distance from, you know, to, to separate from. So different from divorce. So the first theory is called the suspicion theory. That's where St. Joseph thinks that she's basically committed adultery and uh, he wants to divorce her. The second one is called the stupefaction theory. Kind of a cool name, stupefaction, right? You don't hear that word much ever. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? So um, that's where he is perplexed. He doesn't know what's going on, but he just wants to bail out. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to divorce her. You know, I feel like the a third... lot of men can relate to that. Like, well, I don't know what's going on. It's a little, it's getting a little weird for me. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, and then the third one is the reverence theory. This is the one where he finds out that she's pregnant and he's like, I can't do this because he doesn't suspect her of adultery or someone's taking advantage of her he thinks he's not worthy he's like david in the ark of the covenant in the old testament where the ark comes into his presence and he's like lord i am not worthy and he sends it away for three months right um or like moses before the burning bush you know takes his sandals off he's not worthy so that's what that's what i believe the reverence theory and many saints do as well and i got the you know saint thomas aquinas the greatest theologian ever mm -hmm. uh and many many others it's just a way of understanding it because of his great insight. He's he's an ordinary man, but at the same time, he is extraordinarily filled with grace and insight and union, close union with the Holy Spirit. So that's what I believe. And, you know, probably part of the thing that you struggle with is, well, how could he be a just man? How is it just to just leave her, whether right. you call it divorce or not? Right. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. And if, he's, right? if it's all about reverence, like, oh, I'm not worthy how is Bailey, how is like abandoning her? How is that a reverent thing to do? That was like a, that was a big hangup of mine. Sure. Yeah, no. And I, I get that. And I think the best explanation for it is that, you know, he didn't understand the, what was going on theologically in its terminology. He wouldn't have been able to talk about the hypostatic union of, you know, the second person of the Trinity taking on human nature, but he knew that God was at work in his wife's womb. And then he realized if God can bring about a baby in a virgin's body, God certainly can take care of her and that child because that's God's child. Therefore, he's, he didn't really see himself as abandoning her. If God can do that in her womb, certainly he can feed and house her forever. So yeah. he, he's thinking, I, I can't do this. I, I'm not worthy. I'm, I'm in the, I found myself encountering a mystery here. I just need to back away until God gives me another sign because I can't go near the ark lest I die. Remember in the Old Testament, if any man entered into the Holy of Holies or touched the Ark of the Covenant, dead. Mm -hmm. So that he's thinking this yeah. stuff and he's like, 
<laughs> wait a minute you know yeah, yeah just ask that's uzza. yeah uzza uzza he, was ever, uh, made a mistake yeah and he was trying to do he was he was trying to save the ark you know like oh it's gonna <laughs> fall don't fall sorry bro <laughs> yeah sorry uzza he killed like he killed god killed a dude to uh just prove the sinlessness of mary you know like the immaculate conception yeah he killed a dude over it that's how important it was but um so like uh the other thing that i was kind of thinking is like all right so if you're saint joseph clearly saint joseph has a hang-up you know he's encountering like something he, yeah. he's not sure what to do and so yeah i was thinking all right well god he would send an angel he did send an angel to clear it up for joseph to clear up his confusion or to you know the the thing that he was having a problem with and so when I, you know, yeah. when I read the, what did the angel say? You know, it seems like the angel says, no, fear not to take Mary into your home because the baby is from the Lord. So it seemed to me like that must be the hang up because that's what the angel came and said. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? Because also when I like read that later on and later on, I realized like that's not all that the angel said. He was, angel also talked about giving Jesus a name. Um, so can yeah. you make any, have any comments on that? Yeah, no, your, your points are great. Um, and those are things that a lot of times it has to do with the translation. So if you read certain translations, it doesn't read like you just read it. It, it reads like um, it, it's being a, the angel is affirming him that Joseph is already thinking that it's of God. And the angel just affirms it like. That's why the angel comes to him and says, Joseph, son of David. Why would the angel put that little phrase in there? So that Joseph remembers, remember what David mm -hmm. did? You're, at, you're in the lineage of David. I've come set, sent from God to tell you, don't do what he did. Okay, you, you, are, you are not worthy. You're right. You passed the test, Joseph. God was testing you. He wanted to see if you were willing to sacrifice yourself to such a degree you know, like Abraham and his son, are you willing to give everything? Because if you're willing to give everything, you're basically going to be like a new Adam. You're, you're going to, your children, spiritual children are going to be more numerous than the stars of the heaven, more so than, than Abraham. Um, and in some translation, and I have one in the book, it's from this great priest who's now deceased, Father Ignace de la Poterie. He gives a translation, he was a biblical scholar, that is mind-blowing. And it's the angel is affirming what Joseph already knows that this is of God. So he's not like revealing, oh, by the way, it, it's of the Holy Spirit, just in case you were wondering, Joseph. No, it is. What you're thinking is true. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. So amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. And like the fact that the angel told Joseph to name Jesus, you know, yeah. th that to me was like, okay, reading your book really brought that element of scripture to new light because now the angel is sort of giving Joseph an authority over Christ that Joseph did not assume upon himself, you know, uh, I mean, right. and how could he, he, it's not his child and yeah. he knows that. Um, but now right. he's been given this authority over Christ as the office of fatherhood, um, which yeah. of course is why Joseph is so awesome, you know? Uh, so like yeah. I had never, never even in the nab it's that way um and so like i had never really noticed or you know considered the implications of that profound yeah. act yeah. yeah so we're here sitting here with uh father donald calloway talking about saint joseph his book consecration to saint joseph the wonders of our spiritual father 
You can go get it uh, at, on his website, your local Catholic Gifton bookstore, or uh, I'm sure Amazon has it as well. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation right after this break. Hang out there with us. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Father, I've Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We got Juan Posada on the buttons. Jim Spencer playing the bouncer today. We're joined via vmix call by father donald calloway author of consecration to saint joseph the wonders of our spiritual father um, a book that you guys all really do need uh because like there's no other book like this one you know uh the you, you mentioned the champions of the rosary another great book there's a lot of books on the rosary mm -hmm. um, a lot of you know and they're all they're all probably good in their own way um but this book i don't think has ever been written father you might, I mean, do you know of any other? I don't, I really don't know of any other books on St. Joseph like this. Not like this. Yeah, this is, uh, this is not only got the academic stuff where you're getting doctrinal type things, but also the piety, the devotion. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a double whammy, so to speak. So, uh, Father, I wanted, we wanted to save this for when you were on air with us because we have, we have not announced this at all. We've, this is something we've never done. We've wanted to do for a long time. Um, but Our show is, we started in 2016, so we were a long time. Like four and we, years in. This is something we have thought, been thinking about the whole time, about we need a patron saint for our show. And so it is our pleasure today to announce that St. Joseph is the official patron saint of the Catholic Man Show, partly due to... Um, Your book. Due to this book. So thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, uh, awesome. Oh, excited, guys. That is fantastic, man. Thanks. Yeah. It, it, it's like it well, is Saint right Joseph, and just. Saint Joseph is fantastic, which is yes. You know, like yeah. we were thinking about if we are the Catholic Man Show, mm. are we really allowed to pick another saint other than Saint Joseph? You know, like <laughs> we're yeah. going to discredit right. ourselves if we do that, right? So, <laughs> I just want to put a bow on the whole reverence theory thing, um, just because. I just, I really do appreciate this because this one element for me was a big challenge, but when I got over it, it was just like, mm, it was a, it just brought a lot of appreciation. You know, when you were talking about how Joseph knew St. Mary better than any, he knew Mary better than anybody, even, you know, yeah. he, it's not like he didn't know who he was marrying. So the right. fact that he, he knew that she was perf like super virtuous, the idea that she would cheat on him never cross it would just be utterly ridiculous you know and he right. knew that right. and so to me that really ruled out it's like yeah of course of course that does rule out the suspicion theory um so uh yeah. i just wanted to th I, I had to throw that in there we the other okay. thing i want to talk to you about today is the old versus young saint joseph okay yeah. because i don't know if like old people are easier to paint or something, but <laughs> all of the all of the paintings of Saint Joseph throughout history have him as like an old dude. Um, yeah. Why is that? What's up with that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the intentions for doing that were good. It's just that they were really grounded in uh, what we call apocryphal writings, 
you know, because in the New Testament, and still to this day, we have no official teaching on the age of St. Joseph. The Catholic Church in Catechism .744, it doesn't state anything like this. You know, we don't have it. But in the early church, they wanted to so defend the, the virginity of Mary, which is good, right? right. That they yeah. thought the best way to do that would be to depict St. Joseph as being practically dead, you know, um, with no virile powers left to even entertain any kind of desire so they thought, well, that's what we'll do. So literally, there are accounts in apocryphal writings where he marries Our Lady at like age 98. No kidding. I mean, wow. it, it just they take it to the extreme. Really? So that, that's that where that the, comes from. Is that the Proto-Evangelium of James? Or is that No, this else? one's a Coptic, a Coptic. This is a Coptic apocryphal writing okay. where okay. he's 98. But yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, that is super old. Right. Like... I didn't even know. I didn't know people lived that long back then. But what I loved about the book yeah. is that is that you you make the counter argument for a young Saint Joseph. And once yeah. I started reading it, I was like, well, this makes sense. If, if we're talking about Saint Joseph being a a virtuous man, it totally makes yeah. sense. And not to mention uh, all the transportation that he had to, he had to go from you know Bethlehem, Nazareth to oh. Egypt. You know, like an old man can't do that. And if there were like robbers on the side of the road, you know, and they saw a old man, they're like would, nobody's gonna be. No, you know, nobody's gonna care about an old man. Yeah, right. Like, but if it, you know a young guy would be a little bit more intimidating, maybe to, you know. So and he's the protector of Mary. So right. I mean, there's so many things that you brought out in this book that I was like, man, that is awesome. So maybe maybe give us a little idea yeah. of why you think that uh, Saint Joseph is is a young Saint Joseph. Well, you know, he was called to be the model of masculinity for the God-man. So remember, he was the father of Jesus, not the grandfather of Jesus. So it was St. Joseph who taught him how to pray, right? It was his role to lead the prayers. It was not the mother's role in the family. It was the father's. He's the one who taught him how to work. And when God wanted to imitate someone in the person of Jesus Christ, he chose to imitate St. Joseph. So he has the mannerisms. The accent, probably a similar walk uh, as St. Joseph. Those are huge. If St. Joseph was old, Jesus would have observed forgetfulness and afternoon naps, right? It, you need to, a father to model. And, and not only that, not only that, but, um, you know, Jewish men were required to walk to Jerusalem three times a year for Jewish rituals. And if you add that up, let's say 30 years, let's just say 30 years that St. Joseph walked. It probably was more than that. If you add up the map, St. Joseph was required to walk almost like three-fourths of the way around the planet. If you add the map, from Nazareth Nazareth to Jerusalem is a three-day walk. Three times a year for 30 years, you're walking three-fourths of the way around the planet. Old man can't do this. Right, right. So this just is just looking at it logically. And, you know, it's not me just saying this. I mean, we've got great people like Venerable Fulton Sheen who gives phenomenal explanations about this. Mm. How young men, actually, it's more virtuous for a young man to be chased than it is for an old man. An old man doesn't have passion anymore. It's waning. But mm. when a young man has it and he puts it in control for God's holy purposes, like St. Joseph, we're talking extreme virtue. He lived mm. with the most beautiful woman ever to walk the planet. You mm. know, so, yeah, I yeah. definitely think he was younger. <laughs> yeah, the you have a, an extended quote by Venerable Fulton Sheen in the book. And, it, man, he is so powerful on this point. Like. Yeah. He just leaves no doubt. Uh, I mean, like, he's just so, I mean, he's, you know, Fulton Sheen. You know, he's, like, logically airtight. and But, man, he just is like, okay, I remember when I got to that part in your book, I was like, all right, 
I know what team I'm on because I kind of <laughs> I kind of wasn't on a team like I didn't really like have a dog in the fight like about how old is St. Joseph like I don't know you know what I, I, mm -hmm. but after that I was like no don't you dare say he's an old man like, <laughs> you are wrong <laughs> uh, father one of the things I wanted to ask you was there's a lot of guys and, and uh, a lot of men and women in this world who grew up with uh, not a role model of a father uh, who, yeah. who who they can't trust. They can't. They don't know what a true virtuous man is because they never had it in their life. How can Saint yeah. Joseph help these people? Yeah. Well, this this is another big part of why I put the book together because we are definitely suffering from major father wounds, and you know, even in the church, we've had a lot of uh, things happen that have been you know very bad, and a lot of people have bad relationships with the father, uh, whether it's any form of abuse, you know, emotional, psychological, or worse. Um, that's where we need St. Joseph to come in because he's still our father, you know, in heaven on a spiritual level. And he wants to take care of us. You know, he was the, the, the father of the head of the mystical body of Christ. So he's the father of the members, which means he wants to care for us. He wants to console us. He wants to be a part of our life. And that's where his titles and the litany come in. You know, he's the comfort of the afflicted. He's the solace of the miserable. He's the terror of demons. He's the pillar of families, the glory of domestic life. He's a comfort for us in every way, and we need him today, big time. Yeah, and I even loved. We, I was when I prayed this. I was praying the litany with my wife at the at the end of the evening, and I I, I didn't realize how much she was going to get out of it. You know, when when I looked at the consecration of Saint Joseph, I thought this is a man's book. You know, this is for men. But I've heard a lot of women who have thoroughly enjoyed this this book, and not only and cultivated this relationship with Saint Joseph that, that they really needed. Yeah. Talk about that, maybe. Uh, to yeah. push push guys to have their wives read it. Yes, for sure. And the book was written for everyone. So men, women, children. But you're right. Women, I think, hearing from them is that some of those wounds from the past or relationships and so forth, they're finding great healing because a lot of when they're hurt from men, whether it's a father or a husband, a boyfriend, whatever, they get insecure. That's the word. I talked to so many women in counseling and spiritual direction who suffer from insecurity because there was a wound there from that was inflicted by a man. Well, St. Joseph is so healing for that because he's never going to hurt you, never going to harm you. He is all loving. He is just there for you night and day, 24-7. He is there. And um, to think that he took care of Our Lady, you know, the, 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 the woman who was just, you know, that masterpiece, the Immaculata. Uh, he's there for all of us, and women's hearts are healing from this book. Yeah, I can just tell you that uh, my wife and I, we did it together, and she just loved it. I mean, mm -hmm. she loved it as much as I did, and so I, she just got a whole so much out of it because at the end of the day, women need spiritual fatherhood just like men do. Right. You yeah. know, and how pleasing would it be to St. Joseph knowing that your, your, your domestic church is growing in holiness and love for, for our Lord and for yeah. you know, have veneration for uh, St. Joseph through, through yeah. this book, for, through venerating him. So let me ask you one question. We've just got about a minute left. Um, you know, yeah. I've already done a total consecration to uh, Our Lady, uh, yeah. you know, by St. Louis de Montfort. How is it, yeah. you know, like, am I allowed to consecrate myself again? Should I consecrate myself to all of the saints, you know, right. or, uh, and how does it work? Like St. Joseph, Mary... Right. Can you, you know, do you sure. know what I'm asking? No. Yeah. So the, the, the easiest answer is to say that we're not members of a one parent spiritual family. Like you don't only talk to a mom. 
off your back. What we need to do is put to Jesus and what's going to take you to give ourselves to both Mary and Joseph. I love it. Yeah, that makes sense. Father, I am so grateful for you to hang out with us this evening. Thank you so much for writing the book. It was great to talk to you again. I, I, I hope we get our paths cross again very soon because I loved hanging out with you in Wichita, uh, and, and hopefully we can, we can hang out again soon. Sounds good, brothers. God bless you guys. Thanks so much.